Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. I'm Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Together, we're the founders of Good Egg Investments and creators of the Real Estate Accelerator. We help real estate investors and syndicators build their brands, find the right investors for their deals, and scale their businesses so they can do more and bigger deals. We believe that everyone has the power to make an impact through raising capital and helping people achieve financial freedom through real estate. We invite you to join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can amplify our impact together. We know you're going to love this episode. And hey, be sure to stick around to the end of the show because we're going to reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing real estate podcasts on the planet. Ready? Let's go. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Syndication Spotlight by Good Egg Investments. And of course, I am your host, Rye Russell. And today, like every day here in the spotlight, we get to meet amazing entrepreneurs that have been doing incredible projects in the real estate space. And our next guest is no exception to that. Paul, thank you so much for making time for me today. It's great to be here, my friend. So, Paul. You are part Wellings Capital. You've been in real estate for a number of years. I just have to know, like, when did you, did you wake up and say, I'm going to be in real estate? Did you have a life before real estate? Tell me how this became a part of your career. Yeah. So I had a, I had an engineering degree originally, which was my first mistake. And then an uh, an MBA (laughs) Went to Ford Motor Company in Detroit headquarters, which I loved for five years, but I always had this desire to be an entrepreneur. I didn't really know what an entrepreneur was. But um, anyway, uh, at at Ford, I found myself spending evenings and weekends and even vacations daydreaming about starting some kind of side business. So I started a bunch of little things on the side that never got off the ground. But then we started a staffing firm that really did. And I was actually finalist for Michigan Entrepreneur of the Year a couple of times. And then I sold the company after only five or six years to a public firm. I moved to um, the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia to raise our kids. And we I got bored, honestly. And so we started flipping homes. And then we went from homes to waterfront lots. Then I started doing some modular construction. Then I did a ground up home or two, which was a terrible idea. And um, anyway, I, I wondered how to get into commercial real estate over the years. I didn't know how. And then I eventually got thrown into it when my business partner and I decided we went to invest in oil and gas in North Dakota during the big oil boom. And we saw that there was a massive, massive housing shortage. And so we ended up building two multifamily complexes and I found myself in commercial real estate. Incredible. Now, all of these different types of projects that you've worked on, what is there a specific type that you found to be your favorite? Well, Honestly, uh, that's kind of that's a big question. It's a great question. Um, for me, so I was not a hands-on builder. I was not a hands-on house flipper. I wasn't hands-on 
Like I wasn't the property manager at the multifamily thing, though I was like partial as co-asset manager. Sure. I found over the years that I was a way better strategist and visionary and dreamer and investor relations guy and promoter and writer. And I was really not a good operator at all. In fact, <laughs> I had a podcast for the last four years called How to Lose Money. What else do you need to know? And so amazing. Yeah, we did 238 episodes interviewing people on their pain and failure and losses on the way to success. And so when I figured out really who I was, like a better, you know, at what I'm good at. So we decided to invest in other people's deals. So we put together three funds. We just finished our third uh, where we invest in others' deals. And even though I wrote a book called The Perfect Investment about multifamily, which I dearly love. I actually write at this moment feel happier about the types of asset to, uh, asset classes that have more fragmentation, more mom and pop owners. And right now I'm talking about self-storage and mobile home parks. Amazing. I love that you said happier at this moment because we have so many entrepreneurs all in different places, all working on different projects. And this is a scaled business like any other industry scaling a business. And I think sometimes that's a block for us, right? Because right. We, we talk about how amazing real estate is and how freeing yeah. it is. But we also need to talk about how to make it free. Right. And it sounds like you have figured out the ways to be happier in the moment each time as you continue to scale your business. And so Maybe, you know, that single family home was happy in the moment because yeah, you get your, get your feet wet and then the duplex and kind of scaled on. So I just really appreciated that, that you said that because yeah. we're all in a different place in that journey. Yeah, that's a great thought. I will say, I, I always, now that I've understood something and that is the power. So Warren Buffett said, uh, price is what you pay value is what you get. And now that I understand the difference between intrinsic value and extrinsic value and the chance to crack that code, I don't ever want to do anything different. In other words, when I buy an asset, when I invest in an asset, I want there to always be intrinsic value that is much higher than the price. And um, that's one piece I never want to let go of. The second piece is I never want to be an operator again. I mean, I, I love mobile home park investing. I write about it a lot. I podcast about it. But I've only I've owned three mobile homes over the years and rented them out. Actually, four. The one went to my mom and she was a great tenant. The other three, I had to cart off to the dump, two of them, because the people trashed them so badly. And one was wow. brand new when I started. Wow. I'm a terrible operator is my point. I don't want to be an operator. I'm better at doing due diligence to find great operators. And that's that's empowering because so many people, we're all in our different phases. And as most of our audience knows, you know, recently I, I sold the duplex. I followed the rules, if you will, right? That was my first property. And that was that was the biggest headache. And I learned that about myself, that yeah. I did not, I was not as hands-on 
as a duplex owner, you know, should be. And it it can get expensive when you're paying other people to do that work. And so looking at the opportunity after I sold that property and what I was able to kind of evaluate next of like, wow, you know, there's an amazing number of people that all have incredible skills and I just need to know where my place is. Right. That's really good. It's so important. A lot of people don't know our own stories. And what I mean by that is we haven't taken the time, the really, really deep thinking time. And I know I hadn't for years to sit down and journal and say, you know, who am I? What am I really good at? What are the what are the the wins and losses? What's the education and training? What's the lack of that? What's where have I really and and really understanding who we are? I'm I, a lot of people don't get that till they're in their fifties and some even in their sixties or later. So it's awesome that you're getting that now, my friend. Well, Paul, I really appreciate that because I it, it's hard. I think we can talk about all of these things and we can make checklists on all the things that, that we need to do as entrepreneurs, right? And, and we look at it. And this really kind of takes me back to investor relations, right? Like I think when you look at that, that position, that job, that task, there we talk about all the time, be authentic, be you. And I think we struggle sometimes to be authentic, you know, to yeah. we, you know, we overcomplicate what that truly means. And so I would love to kind of understand what does investor relations mean to you? Yeah, it just really means like I was on a call with a guy from the Hamptons in New York. Uh, about an hour and a half ago. And he's like, man, I would love to figure out a way to invest with you. And I was like, you know, I think there's might be a better fit if you did something else. And and sometimes it just means loving people and really, really taking off the natural greed hat that we all are born with. And just really, really thinking what is really, really best for them. Um, that guy, and I said, look, I don't know that we, you should invest with us, but I'd love to be your friend and let's stay in touch. Another guy said that too, like a month ago. And I sincerely meant it. I was like, I, I, I just don't think that we're the best fit for you. We would love to have you invest, but there might be better things for you to do right this minute. Within minutes after we finished that call, he invested, I think it was a hundred or 200,000 with us. So wow, it's like, it really is having a genuine interest in people's welfare and trusting that, you know, that we will get what we need as a result. That is extremely powerful because when I think of some of uh, the best business partnerships I have today. They started with, you know what? I don't know that we should be partners yet. You know, and, you know, like just in asking, I just don't know, you know, not that it's the wrong fit. There's no red flags, Mm -hmm. but it's not that easy. Yes. And sometimes we're so hard to make a deal that we make it hard. Yeah. Right. I hear you. (laughs) It's so crazy. And it would be so much easier if we just got in touch with who we really are and we're able to, it, it just makes life a lot easier and less pressure. And it helps when you have, okay, so I'm going to be full disclosure here. It helps when you have great deals. I mean, yes. the stuff, we, we do a ton of due diligence at Wellings Capital, and we only invest when we're really confident that it's a great operator, great plan, great geography, great team, great track record, great character and integrity, all that. So when we it really helps that it's going well. 
honestly, I can think back to like four years ago, five years ago when I was doing a deal and it, it just, it felt like a lot of pressure. I was the same person I am now. I really cared about people, but I also had to get that money raised in like 45 days. And I think it was a little harder when I felt that pressure. And it's a lot easier when I don't. So how do you remove that pressure? Well, no one's ever asked such a great question. Um, how do I remove? I think it just helps when things are going really, really well. Like when people are calling us to ask us if they can invest and we have a waiting list and we actually have said no. I mean, we're full. We can't take another dollar according to our PPM. Uh, or, or we're, you know, like next month we'll be full and we've got a waiting list start, you know, building. It, that helps. That's just a super... Totally. That's a that's not the best answer. That's one. Another one is just But you didn't get there overnight though. You had to scale to that. Yes, let's call it a luxury. Right. You yeah, had to scale right. into that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'll, I'll and I'll say one more thing as another is just just constantly determining to have my, you know, my eyes on loving others more than myself. You know the golden rule, love your neighbor as yourself. I, I, that's not easy. That's not natural, but it's really important to keep that in front of me as the higher priority for my life and our company. It's sharing love with the world. That's something we try to talk about all of the time. And doing that authentically is way harder than people think. And so right. that's the thing, you know, it's like, well, I'm being authentic. I'm being real. I'm asking for the deal. I'm, I'm telling them what the outcome is. And rather than sometimes sharing it, right, I think all of us that, you know, part of this conversation right now, you know, like we can see and we know the difference on when we're sharing a really cool opportunity or when we're selling one. Yeah, that's a great point. I love the way you put that. Say that last sentence again. We tend to sell what we should be sharing. Oh, that's great. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I, that's, again, something, right? Being on the sales side, being in the business development side, I've been required to, to scale my thought process, right? Scale my abilities. And if you're being inauthentic in the way that, like, and you're just saying yes to everything, let's say you say yes to 10 deals. Nine of them are going to fall apart because you really can only do one at a time. Yeah, that's a good point. That's very true. So, Paul, you have so much knowledge when it comes to real estate, investing, breaking this down. I'm curious, you know, have you collected this knowledge and made them available in resources? Because I know there's a lot that I have to learn. I know that there's a lot that our audience is always looking to expand their minds. So I'm curious, you know, how can we connect with you more and what, what are some resources available to us? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, so like I mentioned, the How to Lose Money podcast, but that is where we interviewed other people. So it wasn't so much me. Uh, I'm working on a book called Warren Buffett's Rules for Real Estate Investors. And that may be a while till it comes out. We basically got it done, but we've got so many other things to do. Totally. To, you know, The last 20% of a book is by far the hardest when you start editing. Um I've got a, a real estate course on my website. It's uh, basically a free course on commercial real estate investing. And I also have some resources like, you know, how to invest in mobile home parks, how to invest in self-storage. Um, you can get that at wellingscapital.com slash resources. That, all that stuff's free on there. 
Amazing. And we'll make sure to add that link in our show notes. So all of you tuning in can just head over there and click that. And then you can go right to wellingscapital.com. We'll have that and then download these resources. And what's the best way, Paul, for us to connect with you directly? Yeah, you can just reach me at our website, wellingscapital.com. There's scheduling links and ways to get a hold of us there. Amazing. Well, Paul, thank you so much for the time today. Yeah, you bet. And I should have mentioned too, I've got a book on Amazon called The Perfect Investment, and it's about uh, investing in multifamily. So for all of you, and I know we have a lot of individuals that are investing in, in multifamilies. So please, you know, check that out, head over to Amazon. And one more time, so we can make sure we get that book in there, Paul. Uh, it's wellingscapital.com, W-E-L-L-I-N-G-S-C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. I'm sorry, but you had asked about the book. The book is called The Perfect Investment, Create Multigenerational Wealth from the historic shift to multifamily, uh, to multifamily something. I don't know. Perfect. <laughs> the perfect investment. So that's all this you need book, to know. That's all you need to know. The book is a perfect investment. So again, thank you, Paul. And thanks to all of you for tuning in to another episode of Real Estate Syndication Spotlight by Good Egg Investments. We'll see you in the next show. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. If you are a real estate investor or syndicator who would like to be on this podcast, please visit syndicationspotlight.com and please also join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can connect with you and learn more about you. And if you got something out of this episode, we'd love it if you could subscribe to this show and give us a rating and review. We promise to read your feedback and take action to continue to make this show even better and more valuable for the real estate syndication community. My name is Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the real estate syndication spotlight community.